0: Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer, and today I'm in Houston at the Contemporary Arts Museum with senior curator Valerie Cassell-Oliver. I've been following Valerie's work since the year she was one of five curators of the 2000 Whitney Biennial. Since then, she's conceived a number of significant exhibitions. In 2011, Valerie received the David C. Driscoll Prize for her contribution to the field of African American art history. Valerie talks about what it means to be a curator and how everything starts with a question.
1: I feel that when you're working in a contemporary context, you're sort of writing history as it happens. And so I don't really think of it in terms of the sort of historical um, context that I'm a historian as much as I am a, um, someone who is creating things that can be t- contextualized in, in a later time and place um, in, in the future, but rather a, a person who links and bridges things together, so. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know one of the things I did when I was at UT was I studied, um, you know, journalism, and uh, and that I think everything starts with a question, and so uh, it is about really investigating um, ideas and questions that I either um, hear being batted around by others, or questions that arise in my own mind. Um, I'm always curious what's missing, and what isn't seen. I noticed that that's been the motivation for some of your
0: biggest projects. Uh, The Double Consciousness, Black Conceptual Art since the 1970s that you did in 2005, and Black Light, White Noise in 2007 the project we were just speaking of earlier with Andrea Barnwell Brownlee at Spellman and here in Houston, Cinema Remixed and Reloaded, Black Women Artists in the Moving Image, and now Radical Presence. Yes. The full title is Radical Presence, Black Performance in Contemporary Art, and it's the first survey of its kind. Tell me about the genesis of that.
1: Well, the the project um, came out of the the other project um, that um, was Benjamin Patterson, who is an African-American Fluxus artist, uh, uh, born in the state of Fluxus, which was done in 2010. And as I was working on double consciousness, um, I began really looking at Ben Patterson's work and... I thought of including him in the Double Consciousness exhibition and realized that his practice had a genesis um, really that predated the whole conceptual art um, practice and so uh, led me
0: to Fluxus. Here's an excerpt of The Pond, one of Ben Patterson's performance works from 1962. Fluxus, an international network of artists, composers, and designers, blended different artistic media and disciplines in the 1960s. Fluxus continues to influence contemporary performance art. Valerie explains just
1: how much. In working with Fluxus, which sort of blends these various disciplines together, um, Patterson emerging out of a sort of classical music field, people coming out of literature and theater and uh, the visual arts, it was uh, what became, to me, a sort of, foundation for the way contemporary artists work. Everything that they tackled really became the forebears of what we hold high today, um, video art, performance work. And I mean, so um, I really look at that as a sort of foundational moment for contemporary practice. And um, in working on that, of course, I met a lot of younger artists who were really influenced by Fluxus, and were really influenced by Ben Patterson, but knew nothing about him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it really uh, made mounting that retrospective all the more essential to lay a sort of foundation and uh, create a sort of place where the genealogy of contemporary practice, especially by artists of color, could point back and say... I can trace my, my uh, artistic legacy and lineage to this person. So that sort of then uh, brought to the fore um, conversations about who are other progenitors of certain practices, and particularly in performance work. Valerie talks about three
0: generations of black performance artists.
1: I have a particular bias to someone like Ben Patterson, who was a radical presence amidst a very radical practice and so I really do sort of celebrate his practice as you know is really being um, the cornerstone to a large degree and I think certainly there are people who will celebrate Adrian Piper who is a tremendous talent and uh, David Hammons as sort mm-hmm. of being uh, definitely up there, but then there are also people like Sengen and Goody and Maren Hassinger and Papacolo and Ulysses Jenkins, and they're all equally important and, you know, and essential. And then, you know, each generation, I think, brings to the fore something quite extraordinary for their time. You've staged throughout the exhibition these... Performances with the participants. Yes. We've made space within the physical exhibition to to somehow bridge object with action so that people can really see, because the exhibition is varied. I mean, there are... The relics of performances, or what people would call props, I guess in a in a theater setting, there are the um, structures and installations that people have performed with. There are the objects that have been created through performance, documentation, and uh, items such as you know the body prints, which you know things, that, and so the, there's just this really wide swath of how one can talk about it within a visual context. And uh, I thought, while it was certainly ambitious, uh, it, I don't think you can truly divorce the energy and the action from the object. I, I just think it's really one of those extraordinary moments that you can go into a space and it's charged and, and precisely because of all of this energy that artists have brought into the space.
0: Here's the sound of the arena a wrestling match that New York-based artist Sean L.C. Leonardo was invited to stage during Radical Presence. So during this exhibition, Houston-based artist Trenton Doyle Hancock presents Devotion, a reiteration of his 1998 performance, Off
1: Color. In Devotion, which is a very, very different take, very different tenor about it, um, it is about what he has consumed in his life from his family. Um, he's fed, but as he's fed this these bowls of jello, he's also being taught. And uh, the words that we're speaking are words from a song, "I love the Lord. It's an old gospel song. And so to speak those words to him is literally feeding him, feeding him spiritually, feeding him physically. Uh, and then he then um, responds to that. I love
0: Lord, he
1: heard my cry I, I love, he, he heard.
0: According to Valerie, Many dimensions of today's black art call for investigation.
1: There's so much. I mean, if you think about, and I mean, there's so much in the field of contemporary art, period. Because artists are always generating new questions that interrogate traditional ways, and contemporary art is always looking at where is the evolution taking place. But if we're talking specifically about how African-Americans or people of African um, descent move through the field of contemporary art, I mean, the history of that practice and the history of how people have worked is still so very nascent. There's so much that hasn't even been covered. The picture of that practice is still so fragmented. Uh, There's a tremendous amount of work that needs to be done.
0: Now back to the artist who triggered Radical Presence. Here's Ben Patterson revisiting his 1960 performance, Ant, in 2010. I'm Kathy Bird, and you've been listening to Fresh Talk with Valerie Cassell-Oliver. Our podcasts are distributed by Public Radio Exchange at prx.org. I tweet every day at FreshArtINTL. You can like us on Facebook and find out more on freshartinternational.com.